0: Does safety and health matter to you? Do you believe the safety and health of your work colleagues helps your business thrive? You're listening to the Safety Realm Podcast with your host, Anthony Jr., a specialist in safety and health related topics and a man who believes safety should be a core value for all people in every nation. Here's Anthony Jr.
1: what's going on everybody my name is anthony kemp jr man i really love this mic y'all my voice sound so much more clear i'm so excited to have this mic but welcome to the safety realm my name is anthony kemp jr and so what we're going to do we're going to get into our segment again we're going to talk about the um crane operations this will be part two so in the previous segment we really just discussed the risk management Um, assessment, the pre-planning aspect of it, looking at safety measures of an actual crane operation before you even think about trying to hurry up and get a crane out. I don't advise anybody to do a crane pick last minute. I don't even if it's a small one, I advise that people at minimum schedule a crane pick out, especially if you're dealing with bigger equipment or material that has to be set my advice is to make sure that you have that already kind of lined out around like what time of the job site are we likely to see that we may need a crane right you want to kind of get all right usually the average job site with this type of build with this type of magnitude it may take you know four to five months before a crane is even brought up in a conversation you want to kind of try to uh, get ahead of that and kind of be able to say, oh, okay, like I kind of know we don't need to do it now, Um, but you need to have some type of, if I can say future outlook on when a crane may be showing up on site, and that way you won't do any last minute scheduling. So as we talk about cranes, what I'm gonna do today is I'm gonna talk about the 11 types of commonly used cranes in a construction setting or in a general industry setting. It just depends on um, what you're doing in the application of the crane. So first we're going to talk about mobile cranes mobile cranes are mounted on crawlers or tires and offer greater mobility than standard cranes. Some mobile cranes are even able to be driven on the highway. Their ability to navigate around job sites and carry large amounts of weight makes mobile cranes a very popular addition. To many job sites. So the first type of mobile crane is a small one. Um, it's the smallest crane that I've ever seen, as a matter of fact, and it's called a carry deck crane. It's a very small crane. Um, it was introduced in about the 1980s. Um, they're small. They have a four wheels. They have four wheels and can be rotated at a 360-degree angle around the base of the actual crane itself. And it also has rough terrain type of wheels so you can take it and and bring it over some rock but just keep in mind it is a smaller type of crane it may not come with the same amount of power that a bigger crane would the second one is a bigger type of crane and it is called a crawler crane a crawler crane these are very popular on job sites they're very good with being um in you know rainy muddy conditions they can get stuck but because of how big the actual um tractor rubber tractor tracks are on the actual crane itself it's highly unlikely that it can get stuck but they it does happen every so often depending on compaction um, depending on how much rain um, the actual job site has but these tractor um, tractor rubber tracks on this uh, they're they're huge i mean i i wish i could give y'all a number i can't give you a number right now but they're they're really really long very sturdy rugged, um, and and it's just really good for for actual crawler cranes. So unlike the wheel-carry deck cranes, crawlers are track vehicles. Instead of wheels, crawlers are built on an underbridge fitted with a pair of rubber tracks. Though this limits the crawler's ability to turn uh, in its turning capacity, the tracks make it possible to use on soft ground. Remember, I talked about how when it rains and you the soil gets wet, the, this can be used on that in sites with limited improvement without sinking. So these are they're good because the tracks on them are so long, you know, they're so long that it kind of distributes the weight on the ground. So it's, it's kind of hard for them to get stuck. So that's the second type. The third type is a floating crane. These are usually on some type of a ship. It's usually mounted on the ship and they're used for oil drilling. Um, You also have number four, a rough terrain uh, crane. These are the ones I usually see that people will drive to a job site because they can get up to a pretty fast amount of speed but the smaller one they don't they they don't drive those out on on the job sites like that when i say on the job site i'm saying driving 20 miles somewhere else right driving you know 15 10 miles out from where the crane operation company has its cranes that's what i mean by actually being driven the crawler crane that i spoke of they're usually shipped in on a flatbed and then they're dismounted off of the flatbed and then they're just driving on the job site because they move so slow they're not they're not able to be driven on the road and plus it has actually rubber tracks on the bottom for the wheels okay and then you have truck mounted cranes you have fixed cranes as well a fixed crane is like a bridge or overhead crane it's usually something that could be um engineered by a specific area and the other type that you have is you can have fixed cranes inside of an actual building which means they're actually bolted in mounted to you know the structure of the building or inside the the building grounds something along those lines you can use them to pick up like small motors you may see these type of cranes at you know general motors you may see them at a facility where they're welding pipe assembling pipe things like that the other kind you have is a bulk handling uh, crane to be honest with y'all i've never seen this crane until today so i'm not even going to try to act like and pretend that i know what that is same thing with number eight a hammerhead i've never seen that um you also have a stacker crane and then you have a telescopic crane these here are usually used um in a setting where you have to reach far out in order to set your material right like you like That's why they call it a telescopic crane it it can boom out probably up to 70 feet y'all like this crane is insane and they're huge these also can be driven in as well a lot of times what happens is the crane is mounted on the back of a actual a actual mobile vehicle and then usually they'll add the jib and other stuff to it when they get to a job site type of deal like depending on what's going on but from what I'm looking at this photo, this is what I'm used to seeing whenever you have like, I mean, super far distance of where you need to set material. And to be honest with y'all, you don't really realize how far of a distance you have to go until you read the plans for cranes like this. I remember at a job site I'm at now, I looked and it was like, we needed a telescopic crane. I was like, man, I was like, we need a telescopic crane for this. And then when I seen how far this gentleman had to be from the building i was like yo he gotta be way out here (laughs) you know i'm thinking this in my mind i'm like wow you know but again i was taught um based off of observation you let them be the professional if they have to be in this area let them let them tell you what they need to do right and so man i looked at the plans i kid y'all not this crane had to boom out i think it was 68 feet to get to where the actual air handler unit was going to be placed um inside of the building we actually had a, a, a opening on the roof and we had to drop the air handler units inside of the hole to put them in a the mechanical room <laughs> so you know i was like yo that's like 60 something feet from here to there i'm like but you can't tell because you're looking at this huge crane so you're not you're this is why i'm telling y'all you have to have a pre-plan you have to have somebody walk the job because in your mind you you're thinking, man, you don't need no crane that big. And then when you look at the actual plans, you're able to say like, oh, okay, this is this is why we need this specific type of crane because we, man, we got to at minimum boom out sixty eight feet. That's not that's not counting if we get up there and we find out like, oh man, we forgot about this or wow man, we might need an extra three feet, man. Like this stuff this stuff happens, y'all. I know that sounds like bad pre planning, but what you're doing with your pre-planning you're trying to gather all of the data that you can to do the job as effectively as you can and that's why a lot of times even though there may be material that may be let's say uh, x amount they'll bring something out twice the amount of the maybe four times as the, the the picking power capacity to pick up the material because or equipment because they know like man if we if we miscalculate something we want to make sure we have the right size crane and we're not having to delay work most of the time that'll be caught from before but when it comes to like the percentages of the distances and stuff like that sometimes they may be one foot off and if you don't have the right size crane to handle that one foot i kid y'all not there would be operations shut down for the day And like that really sets a a subcontractor back on a construction site so that's a telescopic crane they're very very useful very useful and then the last one number 11 is a tower crane tower cranes you're going to see those on commercial buildings where they have multiple floors i mean whatever whatever you see in your city or state where you have 14 floor commercial buildings 25 floor commercial buildings that's what tower cranes are for The reason why they call them tower cranes is because they're super high. These cranes may be, I don't know, three, four, maybe two to three hundred feet in the air, depending on where you are. And you see them in your downtown areas all the time. As a matter of fact, I think it's. um, I think it's in Dubai, I think Dubai, I think it is. They have like the highest, uh, the tallest building in the world. Trust me, they didn't use any crawler cranes for that. They didn't use any mobile cranes. They have to have a stationary crane that is assembled, assembled to be able to get those type of skyscraper buildings up that high. Like imagine having to assemble a crane from its foundation, probably almost four, 400 feet, some crazy like that. Like that's y'all, that's insane. Like that's like now that I'm in construction, I'm like, yo, that's you gotta have some big kahunas to pull that off man i ain't even know any other nicer way to say that y'all like that's that's big dog stuff right there (laughs) excuse my slang but that's top that's top dog stuff so um and with the tower cranes let me say this with the tower cranes i used to work for a geolab and one of the things that we had to do was make sure that we recommended uh, a um a concrete mixture that was strong enough to hold this crane in the weight that the crane is going to be picking up for the duration of the project until it's done. Like, this is why you need to have plans, processes, risk management, you got to have this stuff in place, man, before you start doing big jobs, even little jobs. Like, you, you, if you do not follow procedure and start like, okay, we got to do this, so what are we gonna, like, if you don't have, smart minds in a room to pre-plan work to walk jobs to talk with the engineer to talk about the different mechanics and the different mechanisms of a job i guarantee you man that job's going to go so horrible i mean i'm telling y'all like i'm around people and i'm like yo you got like three meetings a day with the same general contractor and it's like almost an hour every meeting every single day that just shows you how much the general contractor understands that if we don't plan this out right, we're going to run into way more hiccups than we need. You're going to run into hiccups, but you're running to so much more than that's needed. So all of the cranes that I named, they all depend on the application, right, in which the scope of work and the job site in which you will be performing these tasks. OK, so this is why it's important to do pre-planning, like I said in the last segment. And what we're going to get into in the next segment is I'm going to start talking about when you have specific type of cranes, what the actual job site may be requiring you to have. There's OSHA and then there's what the client is recommending that you have. As long as they are meeting the OSHA standard or they're more stringent, then you go with their more stringent standard. Some job sites will say, oh, the OSHA standard is this. We're going with that. And then some job sites to say nope that's the osha standard but this is our job site this is what we want it's more stricter than osha and because it's more stricter than osha then that policy that they have for that client we have to follow that as safety practitioners and supervisors so and managers so with that being said that's all i got today we'll get into the next segment and i'll talk about some of the things that you need to be aware of when you start getting into setting up an actual crane? What are some of the job site recommendations that you may have? They differ, but I'll be talking about that in the next segment. Man, I hope y'all getting value out of this, man. If you are, please share this with a friend. I'm happy to share this information. Also, if you would like for me to talk about a specific topic, go ahead and hit the message button on Spotify or whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Send me a message. I'd love to talk about some of the things that you may want me to talk about. With that being said, I'll holler at y'all later. Peace.
0: If you enjoyed this segment, feel free to subscribe to the Safety Realm podcast to hear more safety and health-related topics. Also, contact Anthony Jr. for collaborations and questions at safetyrealm@outlook.com. Furthermore, subscribe to the Safety Realm YouTube channel for visual discussions. And remember, folks, safety is health.